Hi, I'm Talia and I am the host of Compassionate Conversations podcast series two. In series two, we will hear from inspiring people who work for and with young people. Each episode is designed to share ways of empowering the next generation to ensure they have the tools to go on to have mentally healthy futures. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media, Single Parents Wellbeing. Hi guys, I'm really excited today to have Hannah from Heads Above the Waves come and join us today. She's super amazing and I'm sure we will all be blessed by listening to this. All right. Hi, Hannah. That was so nice. (laughs) Such a nice introduction. Thank you for getting our name right as well because so many people call us like so many different things. Yeah. We get called like Head Above Wales or... Heads. Head above waves. Yeah. Really? Or like heads above waves and we're like, no, it's heads above the waves or head yeah. above the waves. No, I did clock it when I first met you and I think I said heads above waves. And then I remember you like jumping in, heads above the waves. <laughs> it's so many people. And it's always like when we're being introduced, so then everyone thinks that that's our name and we're yeah. always like, oh yeah. gosh, that's not what we're called. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's so, okay. It's a mouthful. It's a long name, and in retrospect, we always think, wow, we probably Probably should have like made it a little bit shorter and catchier but it also kind of sums up what it's we're about and what we do exactly so, I think it's good. Yeah, good I really like it thank you thank you for getting it right oh you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> oh. well before we go into more detail about Heads Above the Waves let's start with you can you tell us a bit about yourself sure. and your background and tell us everything cool okay so yeah, my name's Hannah. I live in Cardiff currently and that's where Heads Above the Waves is based. I've been running Heads Above the Waves for about 10 years, but I also am wow. an events manager as well. It'll be like 10 years next year, I think. It'll I didn't know it was year. 10 years. Yeah, we've been wow. around, maybe. <laughs> we've been around for a bit, yeah. Like slowly growing and getting bigger as well. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't just like bang, everything that we do now is what we did. We started yeah. very small. I'll fill you in later. But yeah, I've been doing that for 10 years, but I've also been an events manager. So I run different club nights and gigs in the city and I DJ at different nights around the country and in some places in England as well. And those jobs have kind of coexisted for a while. So I do heads above the waves in the day and then I run my club night, team up or like do DJing or gigs and stuff in the evening. so cool. Yeah. So it's like a good balance of like mental health in the day and then like partying and pop punk and emo and rock music in the evening and like jumping about. Yeah. So it's been like a fun balance. Obviously, the pandemic's kind of affected that because events haven't been happening and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of been my life for a while now. I did a degree in events management. And before that, I did a degree in English and script writing and performance. I was at my first uni and then I kind of like experienced a family bereavement and left the uni and moved to West Wales where my family were living and spent like a couple Mm. of years there just kind of like processing and dealing and trying to heal yeah, so I just kind of like a backwards version of my life. Yeah, that's then. okay. So were you brought up in Wales and then you moved out of Wales and then you came back? Yeah, so I was born in Newport. What oh. a city. Oh. <laughs> and then my parents moved me down to Tenby in West Wales oh. um, when I was 11. So I did all of my like teenage years in Pembrokeshire in West Wales, growing up by the beach, which was really fun. Oh. And then I went to uni in York, left uni when my brother died moved back to Tenby for a few years and then came up to Cardiff and I've been in Cardiff for like yeah 10 11 years now wow yeah 
and I'll probably be here for a bit longer because I just got engaged. So yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to settle down and, yeah. Build, That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, that made my morning. So Han came in and was suddenly showed me her ring and on her finger. I was like, oh my goodness. You made that sound like I was really subtle about it. I was like, <laughs> just like wave my hand around because <laughs> everybody loves to hear that kind of story can you quickly tell us a bit about that this week because that's like the best news ever yeah so me and my boyfriend have been going out for five years now he is lovely he's a big teddy bear with a big beard called ed and he's amazing we wanted to celebrate our five-year anniversary by going on holiday so we went to cornwall for the week and little did I know, but he was going to propose on our anniversary and he was trying to all day, but I kept getting like messages from work or like these kids were playing volleyball on this beach. We were trying to have a picnic on and the ball kept hitting <laughs> us. So it was very dramatic. And then eventually we found a beach in the evening and he like had written a little speech and he got that out and read that to me, which was really romantic and really so like, sweet. and I started like tearing up. And I didn't really realise what was going on until he, like, pulled a ring out and got down on one knee. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you're so proposing. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you as well. What was really funny is there was a couple walking past just after he'd proposed. Yeah. And we, we were like, excuse me, will you take a picture of us? There's no one else on this beach. They were walking really close to us. Yeah. Completely ignored us. So no. <laughs> we <were> like, oh. <laughs> and just kind That's of had to so take sad. selfies, like, really awkwardly instead of someone, like, you know, taking a nice yeah, picture of yeah. us. So that was funny. But Yeah, that is yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And then we went for this meal and we were like, we just got engaged. And they were like, oh, how long has it been? And I was like, five minutes ago. That's <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, it was amazing. And we're just like, just in that lovely like engagement happy bubble. bubble now. Oh, yeah, that's so I'm lovely. like disgustingly loved up. And I'm quite like a pessimistic punk rock person. <laughs> so oh. for me to be like, ah, is very weird. But it's oh, really nice. Oh, yeah, it's you really enjoy nice. it. That's so nice. Yeah. And it's funny because it was so fresh. I thought that you didn't even have a date or anything. And I was just like, oh, like, how's the wedding planned? You're like, it's all planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an events manager. Like, this is my bread and butter. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be things that I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't think about that, like, that come up now. And I need to definitely go and hang out with some of my, like, friends who are married and get all their tips and, yeah. you know, figure out, like, how to save money or, like, get any advice from them. But yeah. in my head, it's all planned out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so nice. Oh, it's yeah. exciting, though. Yeah. It's a nice, like, thing to bring to the podcast, a yeah, bit of joy. Yeah, it is. Especially when you, like, work in mental health or you, like, work in the kind of sectors mm. that we work in. Sometimes it can be a bit, like, it can be hard. It can be tough. Yeah. It can be, like, yeah. draining. You're trying to balance your own mental health as well as, you know, supporting other people. So it's nice to have a little bit of excitement, a little bit of joy yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And how do you find that? Like, what are ways that you look after your own mental health whilst looking after other people's mental health? That's a really good question. I mean, I mean, we've had conversations before, like really honest conversations where I'm like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough to balance. Mm. But I think A, being honest about that and, you know, recognising when you are struggling and mm. then being vocal about that is a really good starting point because it then makes everyone around you kind of aware and a bit more gentle with you. It makes yourself aware as well. And it kind of gives you that nudge then to be like, oh, I'm having a tough time and I'm not going to be a good support to anyone else if I'm not okay in my own space yeah so and then b i think yeah it's about you know reaching out to your support networks so i've got amazing friends amazing family my 
fiance oh my god that's the first time I've said that that's what (laughs) stressful but yeah I've got you know great people around me I also when I don't feel like reaching out to those folks I will ring helplines I will speak to my counsellor yeah Um, if things are in a really like tough place I'll go to my GP and have a conversation with them not everything always works doesn't always make me feel better sometimes you know the GP there's not anything that they can do particularly but sometimes it's nice just to be able to get things off my chest and yeah just acknowledge that I'm struggling because then it kind of yeah makes me think about the coping techniques that I need to do so yeah and even like just the fact that you're being proactive and that maybe could even happen itself like you're prioritizing your health and taking yourself seriously in the same way like you take others seriously absolutely and that's a yeah. hard thing to do yeah like I know that a lot of like my mental health stuff is me like not feeling like I deserve to be okay or happy because of various traumas and like I've been bullied a lot of my life so I have like quite like low self-worth a lot of the time and I don't feel like I deserve to be happy but Mm. it's you know it's something I've been working on for a really long time where I'm like I deserve to have as much support as the support that I'm offering people and I deserve to you know put myself first sometimes and put a boundary in place and say I can't take on board anything from you right now. I have to yeah. like, make sure I'm all right. And that's where, you know, Heads Above the Waves is all about suggesting positive coping techniques, whether that's like be- doing something creative like art or playing music yeah. or even just making a playlist or going to the gym or just mm. anything that like keeps you busy, takes your mind off things is a release for you mm. or is something that you enjoy. And I think those things are amazing. And I have those things, you know, that I'm mm. like, cool, I got to do the stuff that like works for me, yeah. the things that I enjoy doing. But also sometimes it's just about meeting your basic needs and being like, you know, I've got to go to work today, but when I come back from work, I'm going to just lie in bed. I'm just going to keep myself safe in bed. I'm just going to wrap myself up in a duvet yeah. and chill out. I'm going to make sure I have a shower today. I'm going to try and drink, you know, a couple of pints of water. I'm going to try and eat mm-hmm. something healthy. It's just about taking care of those like basic fundamental needs and trying to give yourself the best starting point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just taking care yeah. of those basic things like rest, hydration, nutrition, mm. and yeah, just keeping yourself safe until like, some of those really intense feelings or that like real tough sadness or depression that people struggle through sometimes or anxiety just kind of like dissipates a bit enough for you to raise your head above the waves (laughs) and like kind of you know pull yourself out and there are so many nautical metaphors that I could use in this yeah the waves and then (laughs) you need a life raft to hold on to yeah (laughs) definitely yeah so yeah I think I mean, yeah, it's something that I still struggle with. It's something that I'm like, I need to work more on this, of looking after myself and not always putting everyone else first. But I'm getting there. Yeah. It's a slow process. Yeah. It takes time. That's so good. I listened to another podcast recently with Brené Brown. Brené Brown seems to feature in all of my podcasts. I find a way to sneak her in. Yeah. Because I'm like a big fangirl. You've mentioned her a couple of times. (laughs) conversations so when you said when you said this I was like I will (laughs) but to be fair I don't think she was the one who said this it was her guest speaker said this Mm -hmm. and they were talking about this of like ways to look after your mental health and she said there was like three questions to start the day that she has like on a little post-it note one of them is how can I be healthy today how can I stay connected today how can I feel purposeful today? Um, And I thought they were really good ones because even if it's like the healthy one, it's just drinking like a load of water or little things like that to, yeah, 
Yeah. Just thought that was really good. I think that's great. I love a good morning intention as well. Yeah. It really sets you up for the day. And you do like yoga and stuff, don't you? Yeah. Well, I haven't been doing it much recently because I've just been super busy, like juggling all my jobs. But yeah, I firmly believe in like starting the day with a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of a sit down and like mm. a chill out. And just like, I think sometimes you wake up and no matter what's happened, what kind of space you're in, what mood you're in, you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Those days where you just wake up and you're like, I am in a stinking mood. Everything's going to go wrong today. But I think just by like giving yourself that chance to like have a stretch, connect with your body, have a little bit of like a chill out meditative moment. I always struggle with that word. Meditative, yeah. <laughs> moment. And just like have a think about what you want from your day and if you can like mm. turn your mood around and it's going to put you on a better path. It's going to set you up again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So we've spoken about Heads Above the Waves already, but for those who don't know about it, can you tell us like a summary of what Heads Above the Waves actually is? Absolutely. So we are a mental health community interest company that's not for profit. And we basically specialise in supporting young people who are struggling Mm. with their mental health, specifically with self-harm. And our definition of self-harm is really broad. It's not just what kind of the traditional method of self-harm that you would think of if someone spoke about this, which would be cutting. Our definition is super broad. So that would include, you know, burning, pulling your hair out, marking yourself, alcohol abuse, drugs, using drugs, disordered eating or problems with like body image or eating disorders. Mm. It would also be just like not taking care of yourself and putting yourself in like risky situations, not looking after your like physical well-being or your personal hygiene. And it could also be just even like negative self-talk and putting yourself down. Basically anything that's harmful or like negative to yourself where you're not like lifting yourself up or like being kind to yourself, we would consider that self-harm. Yeah. So it's a really broad definition, but it means that, you know, our support kind of isn't just narrowly aimed at like one small group. Yeah. I feel like, and even though we are a self-harm organisation, we get loads of people like, even when we started out, people were messaging us going, oh, I've never self-harmed, but I'm really struggling with postnatal depression and I'm finding like some of your blog posts really interesting and I'm finding the coping techniques you're suggesting like really helpful. And we get all sorts of people engaging with us from like, you know, parents showing their primary school age children some of our coping techniques to teenagers to you know parents sometimes my dad will be like oh I'm you know in 69 and I'll go on your website and like look at things and we've had like a 92 year old woman talk to us about her like you know history of self-harm which has lasted her whole life Mm. you know it really does span all sorts of people all sorts of things that they're going through and I think especially after the pandemic you know our audience has grown because even people that like never really experienced any mental health issues or depression or anything like that or self-harm have been like wow it's been tough it's been a tough couple of years and I think people are just a bit more aware and then looking for resources and places to go where they don't feel alone and what's the like the main way that people contact you is it through your website and or maybe emailing you or is it through finding out about you and like popping down to your shop and speaking to you directly? Yeah, it's kind of like a mixture of all of those things at the moment, really. The thing with Heads Above the Waves is it's myself and my friend Sai, and we're the directors. We set up Heads with a friend Griff, who left to pursue his production company, like another job he had, and then it kind of was three of us, and then it was two of us, so me and Sai. 
And then in the last couple of years, we've brought our friend Beth on to help us with social media and she takes all our photos for our merch and she's amazing. And then we also have some like incredible volunteers that donate their time and like help us out. That's kind of like heads and we do everything, but heads does so much. I always feel like, oh, like I'm tooting my own horn there, but like we have lots of different branches of the organisation. So contacting us is kind of like, you know, give us a message, pop down to the shop, comment Mm. on our social media posts, engage, share our posts. We love that. But we aren't like a helpline or a place of like one-to-one support in a more formal way at the moment because it's such a small team. You know, one day we're hoping to be able to have a helpline and be able to offer more like, you know, face-to-face support or like clinical provision. But yeah, we're all about like getting in touch. I think people pop down to the shop a lot. so that's like And it's one. nice, there's a little sofa there, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so we have people coming down every day that just hang out. That's or, like, so pop nice. And, yeah, yeah. So like, I should probably explain like the areas of heads then. So like, yeah, we started off with like a Tumblr page because <laughs> we're like very emo and <laughs> very like MySpace generation. Yeah. And that's where we shared like our stories and little blog posts we'd written about mental health or just like yeah. four pieces essentially. And we shared coping techniques on there as well. And we started off with a couple of T-shirts because I think it was like two or three T-shirt designs that we had initially. We wanted to start conversations and break down stigma around talking about self-harm and your mental health. And we thought a cool way to do that would be having like T-shirts with like really cool designs on. So in the same way that if you saw someone with like a band T-shirt on that you liked or like a sports team that you supported, you'd be like... Oh, I love that band or oh, I'm a I'm you know a fan of like the kind of doubles or like I don't know yeah Man United or whatever like yeah. as well and it starts a conversation and you go oh no way that's so cool and you feel connected to that person mm. we kind of hoped that if our design started a conversation of like oh I really like your t-shirt Where that, where's that from heads above the waves they're a mental health organization oh no way that's something I've you know been through yeah. it's, it's a way to like yeah. have a chat about it without it being like too intense so we had like a little vintage suitcase of size that we put our little t-shirts in and we went to like Christmas markets and like we just Aww. had little stands at gigs so like there'd be like the merch for the bands and then there'd be us being like hello mental health is really important and yeah just like chatting to people and us being really open about our mental health made other people feel comfortable about being open about their mental health and yeah. chatting about things and did you find that it did open up the conversations in the way that you hoped it would from that initial idea massively and really? I think like again without being like oh my gosh we're so amazing I think me inside just being like really upbeat and personable people like really friendly yeah people do tend to want to talk to us I know that I definitely have just one of those like I don't know faces or personalities where I'm like you're right do you want to chat and people like open up to me yeah I'm like yeah like I hope you're okay yeah I think I really like and enjoy connecting with people and also sharing experiences and learning how other people cope and like what they're going through and I'm a really empathetic person and I yeah I really feel for people and I've been through so much in my life that I don't want anyone to feel as terrible as I have felt or feel sometimes. Yeah. I like to, you know, if there's any way I can help or make someone feel less alone, then I'm like there for it. You know, if there's anything I can suggest or recommend or talk to them about that might help them, I'm like, I'm there, I'm in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think Sai feels the same. Is there, from like young people or whatever age people that you've spoke to around mental health, is there, are there things that you've like just learn along the way of like different coping mechanisms that other people have like put forward they're like oh mm, yeah absolutely and that's kind of one of the when we started out that was one mm. of like the surprising things that we were like 
Kasai is a drummer and drums was the thing that stopped him self-harming as like a teenager. And for me, my form of self-harm was like drug and alcohol abuse and putting myself in like dangerous situations. So yeah, for me, I had like a lot of different things. I had counseling, I had professional support, I have medication, but I'm also someone that loves going to gigs and live music. So when we started out, we were like, drumming, going to gigs, yeah. And then other people <laughs> were like, oh, that's really cool. But like, art helps me. And we were like, oh, wow, tell us more. Yeah. So I think that kind of was like the initial seed for Heads was us sharing our story. And then Heads for the Waves has grown because we've had people very, very kindly sharing their experiences and what works for them. Mm. So we have loads of blog posts on our website of like, different people's stories of how they've overcome, you know, tough times or their self-harm or something that they went through. We have people just like sharing, you know, what works for them just on a day-to-day basis. We've got people dissecting, you know, what they've been diagnosed with and how they deal with it. And it's just, Mm. it's really cool. I feel like, Mm. you know, everyone's so different and what works for me isn't going to work for you and what works for you might be like interesting to me and like a part of it might work for me but I might kind of want to tailor it or like try something different but similar you know because that might interest me a bit more and I think as long as we're offering people like a multitude of things to try because like Mm. the thing is with mental health it's not the same as physical health in so many ways it is but you know if you break an arm you have to go put it in a cast you have to like let it sit in the cast and mend itself and heal you take painkillers to kind of like ease any like discomfort or pain Mm. you're in And then when your cast is off, you kind of like have to slowly start using it again. That's like the set way of fixing a broken arm. But with mental health, everyone's so different. Everyone's experiences are so different. And everyone's way of dealing with things is like vastly different. Yeah. So we kind of want to acknowledge that and say there's not, you know, one way to fix things. And that's kind of one of our main messages is one size doesn't fit all. We have that sewn into the back of all our little like labels on our merch because there isn't one solution to mental health. And we sit in loads of different like conferences and on loads of mental health boards and they're like heads above the waves how do we fix self-harm and we're like what (laughs) well I mean (laughs) there's not one way if there was one way we'd all be doing it you know but you kind of have shared a bit about your like mental health manifesto but is there anything else you would add because we always ask everybody who comes on here what is your mental health manifesto oh like my personal one oh man do you know what it changes so much like a couple of weeks ago we had a chat and we were both like a bit well just a bit like down weren't we and yeah just like just heavy and I think my mental health manifesto at that time was like keep yourself safe go to bed don't do anything you don't want to do put boundaries in place yeah today I'm obviously like on my little like post engagement like cloud yeah. nine and I'm just like stay hydrated drink yeah. some water today yeah know? but I think just generally a lot of it would be like just passing on that you know you are worthy and Something that I love like thinking about is, especially like I mentioned like my self-worth things earlier, I always try and have to remind myself, would I speak to my best friend the way that I speak to myself? And no, I wouldn't. Like, I'm a big cheerleader for everyone in my life. I'm like, you're amazing. You're so cool. You got this. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. Like, you're the best person I've ever met. And I you know love to kind of like big up my friends and make them feel amazing about themselves you know support them in any way I can and I think and for my family as well my boyfriend and I'm like oh my fiance and I'm like I'm like why can't I do that for myself because this is like my body that's got me through so much physically mentally emotionally spiritually in my life so why am I like so horrible to it you know so I'm like right I need to you know show myself the same love that I show 
yeah. other people in my life and I think yeah. that's like an important one that yeah, again definitely. I'm still like developing still learning how to do mm. still have to remind myself and catch myself when I'm like disrespecting myself by like not looking after myself or yeah. being mean to myself or being like oh god you're such a everyone hates you you're such a pain in the bum like yeah. I have to remind myself that that's just my inner like monologue of negativity yeah. and inner actually critic. Exactly. Yeah. And I need to like just be a bit more gentle with myself. So mm. maybe that should be just be gentle with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Yeah. Because there's so much out there in the world that's like tearing us down. Yeah. Like, from the media that we consume or from like just being in the world is hard. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard. And I think, you know, society is built in a way where it's not okay to talk about your feelings not okay especially in you know british culture right? like stiff up a lip like don't cause a scene yeah yeah you know, we should be causing more scenes you know <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and like you go in like different cultures and some cultures are amazing at like showing and being okay with their emotion and it probably is a bit of an uncomfortable one in like our culture yeah in a lot of places anyway and like you go to other cultures and like especially at funerals like they will actually have like they'll just be like bawling and like, like that's actually and an, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and actually that's quite healthy I reckon like how often do people just suppress their emotions uh, and yeah. are like okay or even in just like this public space I'll suppress it and then when I get home and I'm on my own when actually that's the moment you need to be around other people yeah yeah I've never, like, pushed that down. Yeah. And I feel like I still talk about my brother every day. I still, like, get mm. teary. But, like, I think in a way that's better than some of the people around me, like 100%. some of my family members or, like, my boyfriend sadly lost his mum when he was, like, a teenager and he, like, didn't really talk about it because he grew up in a family of, like, guys. Mm. And like, it wasn't, like, and they're very, like, manly and it was, like, don't talk about, you know. Are you crying kind of thing? Yeah. And I think I, you can see the impact that that's had. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong way, but I do feel that there's benefits to, like, talking about stuff and expressing things. Yeah, definitely. And not just, like, pretending like it didn't happen and pushing it down. It's yeah. Not, it can't be healthy to hold on to that. Yeah. Like, mentally or emotionally or physically. Yeah. So I might annoy people by, like, talking about my brother all the time, but at least I'm no. keeping him alive in my mind. Exactly. And, and using his death as a way to kind of like let other people who've been bereaved know that it's okay to talk about them if you want to talk about them it's okay to cry about them yeah what's your brother's name ollie ollie yeah oh yeah oh thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared today i feel like i've learned so much so i know that everybody else will as well oh good i hope so before we end, should we share our exciting news of the future and going forward? Yeah, let's do it. So, do you want to or shall I? Oh, sorry, I was just taking a sip of water. <laughs> I was like, this is not the right time to take a sip of water. <laughs> like, big news. <laughs> so, well, I guess we can kind of, like, fill in the blanks for each other, really, because yeah. the exciting news is that we're going to be partnering up and working together alongside a bunch of other amazing organisations. Do you want to give them a shout-out now? Yeah, so we have Single Parents Wellbeing, Heads Above the Waves, Mental Health Foundation, Swansea University, and Public Health Wales. That's such, like, a powerhouse, like, bunch of people. They I are, like. I know. <laughs> So we were really lucky to get some funding recently from the Mind Our Futures funding part. The, was it? Um, the National, National Lottery Community Fund. Yeah. 
and basically they put out pots of funding to support mental health in Wales really and that was kind of an amazing opportunity for us to all band together and I guess kind of like work on a specific group of people who are kind of ignore, you know, or kind of like go under the radar a lot of the time. And there isn't like a lot of support out there for like single parents and their children, right? I mean, that's something yeah, that you can yeah. speak about and you probably do yeah. on the podcast all the time, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, we've kind of like banded together to basically develop a project. And what's really cool about this funding is it's all going to be like peer, like user led. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what it's going to look like right now. We yeah. have like an outline and a framework that we're like, we are going to help young people and this is how we all kind of help young people and like families so far let's all work together to kind of like help people further but what it actually looks like we don't know yet because it's going to be decided upon yeah by the people involved that's a really exciting thing about it like slightly annoying when you're like really excited and you want to get going (laughs) with it but you have no idea what it's going to look like but I think that's what Amy keeps on reminding me and saying how amazing it is like as soon as it gets going like it really is 100% from the young people Mm -hmm. and it's not us like pushing it or going with our own ideas and that's the point of like making sure their voices are heard and that is yeah focused on them and it's amazing to be able to just give them the chance to say what they want and to feel empowered to be like wow these people are really taking on board my ideas and we're really looking forward to giving them the spaces and the chances to share exactly what they want and need and to just yeah get the ball rolling and just see what's to come from that yeah it's advocacy in its purest form isn't it like 100 percent. it's completely down to the young people and then we just facilitate that like kind of playing to the strengths of all our organizations yeah it's going to be such a cool project to work on with you guys it's really like an honor to be a part of it and I just know that we're all incredibly well-intentioned but we also have like the skills to back that up too so yeah definitely we're going to be able to like do some really cool stuff and make a real difference and hopefully like some really good support and research as well out there on supporting you know single parent families single parent young people who you know struggle with their mental health yeah Oh, that was a great summary. Our next podcast will be with Amy and we're going to go more into detail with the resilience programme that we will be creating with them. But for now, I think that's everything. You kind of did already say it, but I always ask this question to finish because it's such a nice question. If you could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would you say? Oh my goodness so many things (laughs) like there'd definitely be some fashion choices that I'd be like that powder blue cowboy hat is not great you are not in steps (laughs) you are not Dolly Parton (laughs) but I think just generally I tell myself that you know things will happen that are out of your control but that there is so much to live for yeah and you know in those moments where you don't feel like there's that things are going to get better they will get better. And I know that's yeah. like a cheesy, like dismissive thing to say, but when you're in it and you're in a really bad place, just having someone tell you that, like I didn't think, you know, even five years ago, I didn't think I was ever going to meet someone that I would want to marry and spend the rest of my life with. I was really against that. I'd had like yeah. been in some really like bad abusive relationships and experienced a lot of trauma in my life. I didn't trust anybody. And, you know, I held on. And now yeah. I've got, you know exciting things ahead of me and 
Yeah, I think just, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite emotional, like, like thinking oh, about this now. It yeah. Is. And yeah, I think just hold on, just keep going, you know, yeah. and things do get a little bit easier. And it's not easy every day. And it's not like I'm just building to a summit of joy <laughs> that like lasts yeah. forever. And I sail off into the sunset with yeah. my new husband or whatever. Yeah. But you know, there are so many like amazing things that have happened to me in my life or things that I've seen or things that I've done that I'm like, I'm really glad I'm still here for that. Yeah. I was at a drag show last night, like a RuPaul's Drag Race Work the World event at the Motorpoint. And I was like, this is so class. And all the queens were coming out and performing. And I was like, yes. And I definitely had a moment last night where I was like, wow, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a really tough time. I've lost two friends this year to suicide, really struggled with it. And, you know, had some pretty dark thoughts myself, if I'm being honest, yeah. that I didn't really see what the point was, didn't really feel any hope or any joy in life. Yeah. And then little moments like like last night, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm here to enjoy this yeah. with my best friend. Yeah. And, like, dance and sing along and shout, yes, queen, <laughs> the performers, yeah. and, like, cheer them on. Yeah. It was so great. And I'm like, wow, I'm really glad yeah. I'm still here. It's about finding those pockets of joy. Exactly. Yeah. And the world is better off with you here i just wanted to add oh, because you're me amazing i'm so tired today don't make me <laughs> <laughs> honestly though you are absolutely amazing and us in the office we always say it and amy always says it as well amy's always like she's so cool like <laughs> and we always come to you for inspiration and just yeah you are so approachable and you're amazing so amazing. thank you for everything you do i feel like that about you folks here like <laughs> incredible like powerhouses of awesomeness so yeah thank you for involving us thank you for getting us you know on board with the minor features project i'm so excited to work with you oh me too can i do a cheeky plug before we finish of the website yeah of course awesome. so yeah because size really good like it's saying the website throughout yeah, every conversation and then at the end i'm always like oh i should say the website yeah so yeah if you want to check out any more about like anything we've said today or know about like our school workshops or read some of our blog posts or our coping techniques or even maybe like buy some of our merch because we have a shop now with all sorts of different things in and that all funds our work and enables us to do like everything that we do please do check out hatw.co.uk and then we are Heads Above the Waves on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and then hatw underscore UK on Twitter because someone really annoyingly had taken the Heads Above the Waves URL on Twitter. We were so angry. But yeah, that's us. So please do check us out or if you're Cardiff-based or local, pop down to the corporation in Canton on Cowbridge Road East and come and say hi to us in the shop. Cool, pluck done. <laughs> Yay! Oh, thanks, Hannah. No worries, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to Compassionate Conversations Series 2. You can find us on Single Parents Wellbeing. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to our next episodes. See you soon.